0: Welcome back everyone. This is Matt Cooley, host of Upside Downside, where we explore value creation and how the actions we take affect profits and cash flow. And we do all of this with a sense of humor. By day, I'm the head of finance for Ericsson's global network platform API business and a self-professed nerd for value creation and how it impacts companies and everyday people. Joining me today is Tommy Hoyne, a former colleague and friend from way back. Tommy has spent 16 years as a growth leader for various technology companies, and for the last four he's been obsessing over democratizing AI for mainstream audiences. If you know Tommy, then you know the word obsess is a spot on descriptor. Welcome my friend. Hey Matt, thanks for having me on the show. Ah, Thanks for being here, I appreciate it. And I have to say I love that concept of democratization. Because the large language models driving uh, ChatGPT, BART and so on have have required billions in investment. And we've all read and understood that at this point. Um, In fact, my panel and I covered AI here on Upside Downside uh, right after ChatGPT had gone viral. And the landscape of startups and all kinds of solutions has only exploded since then. So it, it really is looking like technology everyone can use. And I, I like that you're into the democratization side of this. So today we're going to take it to a more practical level and talk about small and medium businesses or SMBs, which is a group I love exploring because there are so many companies and use cases out there. So why, why don't we start there? Um, what's changed, Tommy, between the release of ChatGPT, Bart, and so on, um, and now?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And if I can take a step back and just kind of give you perspective on the growth of ChatGPT or just GPT uh, technology overall. So Netflix, when they first came into the market, you know, it took them three and a half years to reach a million users. Instagram took two and a half months to get that to reach you know their million users. JAT-TPT did that in less than five days. So five as you days. can see. Wow. Five days. That's it. So they came out, um, they released like November 22nd and five days later, they got a hundred million users and I'm sorry, a million users. And then by I think February 23 was the last time we got some metrics. Um, they were over a hundred users, a hundred million users. Mm-hmm. So if you can see the magnitude of, you know, the, the AI technology and GPT specifically.
0: And, and, What's changed? Has it improved or just in general terms? Um, you know, since all this happened, um, uh, it seems like it's better. I play with chat GPT and BART all the time asking funky questions and it does seem like it's, it's quickly improving in terms of output.
1: Yeah. I think just from the usability perspective that the response time, the output as well. So, you know, like AI has been around since like 1950 with, you know, Alan Turing. And, and, you know, in his research back then. So it's, it's nothing new, but I think now that you're able to, you know, ask the, the the AI basic questions on whether you're doing research on, you know, AI itself or, uh, you know, if you're doing some type of book research, for example, medical, uh, you know, just understanding, you know, your symptoms Mm -hmm. or, you know, just doing market, um, asset development. You know, the specific example is it, usually takes me three to four days to build out a, you know, some, uh, some type of uh, sales, competitive sales battle card for you know, any of the companies I work with in the past. Now I just have to put my thoughts into chat It can organize that for me. It, it can, you know, put it into the right flow. Obviously you have to you can, you know, do edit, significant editing, but at least it provides that flow. It adds additional context to what I'm trying. To achieve, whether that's identifying potential competitors, understanding what the market, um, uh, valuation and so on and so forth. And in, I tied myself just to see what the difference would be. So it took me about three and a half hours, maybe four hours to put that together versus before where it would, you know, I have to Google and, and find research materials, read PDFs and so on and so forth. Then that would take, you know, three to four days. And so as you can see that time saving difference. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that that's huge. That's huge. Where do SMBs come into play, and uh, you know, because that that's what we wanted to sort of dig into today. And what use use cases, from your perspective, are looking promising uh, for that segment? And and you know, this is a podcast about value creation, so particularly around improving profits and cash flow. You know, what what are those use cases that that you're seeing, and uh, you know, are on the horizon for the SMB space?
1: yeah and i mean the the, the marketing is first is see so, I'm, I'm having coming from the marketing go-to-market background i think creating assets especially when you have a limited workforce or you just don't have that resource of you know hiring a vendor or an agency or just hiring a different i'm
0: sorry are you complaining that marketing doesn't doesn't get the uh, (laughs) funds that it deserves as a finance guy. I think this is like a lifelong conversation I've had with marketing colleagues.
1: What what, what do you, what do you mean? We never get enough funds. We're we're asked to, to, (laughs) to, to to bring in 3X, 4X funnel with the, the, you know, the pennies that uh, finance has provided us. No, I think, um, I think we're starting to see a shift in that, in that mindset, like if, you know, and specifically like the assets I just mentioned, like a sales battle card or sales pitch decks, things like that, where, you know, uh, typically you you'll have a dedicated uh, marketing manager of some sort and, and to be able to to create those assets and and you know have an editor to to proofread it and then you know go through that chain. So with Chat ChatGPT or Bard or any other uh, new tools that are coming out today, that can help augment some of that um, that the savings from time as well as resource and, and human perspective. And then other um, use cases that we're starting to see is customer service. right? So, yes, chatbot 1.0 has been around for, I think, you know, five to seven years with like, uh, you can go on any e-commerce website, talk to the chatbot. But it's very event driven, very, you know, uh, decision tree based responses. I asked mm-hmm. a question. It gives an answer. I asked another question. It gives an answer. It's very prescriptive, right? So you're not going to go be able to go outside that box and say, Hey, I you want to find out when my order is going to ship? Then, you know, it'll ask what's the order number and you give the wrong order number. It's like, oh, I, no, it, it, we're not going to respond. Alone. <laughs> Don't or, give the wrong order number <laughs> or, or, you know, if you're, let's say you misspell the product. Like I want to buy this ladder. Um, you know, I have no idea how to describe it, but you know, then the the, the you know the chatbot will just be just cut down. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not able to understand what you're asking. So in, in those instances, you know, you're going to piss off the customer before or the user before they be are able to become a customer. And that's a you know an overall poor experience that AI is helping to solve today. Mm-hmm. And I think and, and, and well, how
0: how accessible is that our chatbots to smbs for example because that strikes me as something of an opportunity now um you, you know we we have chatbots at my company and i certainly have been you know following it at least at a high level um it it requires quite a bit of time to implement implement you know at least the 1.0s so uh, how does this change the playing field for smbs in terms of chatbots
1: yeah it's still you know um, the bigger companies like the Microsofts and OpenAI, you know, it's partnership to allow ChatCVT to be, you know, openly accessible, Google's Bar, Dynthropic, um, and and uh, all the, the comp- it's still very much um, at that, you know, bigger uh, company level. So, but we're starting to see smaller companies uh, making it available like Jasper or Notion, where it's a little bit more affordable. They have a built... Built that UI that anyone can just register, create an account and be able to create content or manage projects and, and, and so on. So we're starting to see a lot more of those tools. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the last time I think I looked at one of the reports, there are roughly 200 new AI tools released weekly. So that was uh, three, four months ago. And we're starting to see a lot more of that. But I think the other thing you have to keep in mind is a lot of them are still hodgepodge. They're just building on top of the OpenAI API. And so there's still uh, uh, a level of development that has to be created or that value, that UI level value that um, companies are still trying to identify. But if you're just trying to use the, the, the tool today just to create uh, content or some type of, um, uh, you know, asking it questions on, you know, like your, your financial reports, for example. So you uh, think. With the new multimodal uh, open AI, you can upload a document. It can recognize. You know, I mean, you know, obviously, you want to do it behind your firewall, of course, just to, for privacy reasons. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, it can. You can start to to ask the the, the AI. You know, like, what's my P and L look like? You know, how much did Tommy spent last month on its wonderful marketing campaign that's going to bring absolutely ten x to the you know, Ericsson.
0: <laughs> ten x OpEx or ten x. Net income. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, so let's no, not get into the weeds. It's ten X. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep it. <laughs> that's going. That's going on.
1: It's it's going on my MVR slide. No, but I think from you know a high level perspective, those tools are available now. But like I said, you know, like the the better tools for smaller teams, you know, like marketing teams that can use like the Jaspers and Oceans that's been around for a couple of years are starting to come into the, the picture where SMBs can start taking advantage of that today without having to do some type of setup or creating their own, um, open AI infrastructure behind the cloud.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Very interesting. So, you know, we're definitely still in a hype curve, right? I mean, uh, you alluded to it, 200 new tools released weekly everybody's sort of piling on in this space and, uh, you know, Darwin will take care of, uh, who comes out of it successfully on the other side. Uh, but we are still in this hype curve, I believe anyway. And, and you and I know from our careers in technologies that companies, you know, may adopt something new. And particularly if you're an early adopter, you may not quite realize the returns that, um, y- you know, the people selling you the tools, uh, promised, how should SMBs and their finance business partners help manage those types of risks? Should they be early adopters? And if they choose to do that, um, how do you mitigate some of these risks so you're not you're not ending up with something that doesn't work? Quite frankly,
1: yeah, I think you made a great point about training a lot of large language models it takes billions of dollars, as we can you know we've seen with all the companies who are raising tons of money a day to do that. And just like any new tool or solution, I think having um, setting one setting the right um, expectations of what's, what's the outcome, what's the pain point that the company's trying to solve for, um, is is probably always the first thing that I always allude to. Is like, what are you trying to solve? What are you trying to fix? Are you trying to um, increase your marketing team's efficiency? Um, you know, because you you know, you're not going to have a full team like the larger organizations will have. So, are you trying to do more for less without burning out your team, right? So, those are the first, you know, thing to to look at is what are the expectations, and then second is probably the ROI. What, you know, when we adopt this tool, what are we expecting to get out of it, and then can that be scaled across organization where other teams can use it and 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 have that, you know, one company perspective or mindset where you know one tool can be used across the board, so you're not working in silos and and you know. And you're not, you know, requiring different departments to have to use different tools just to talk to each other. I think that's another uh another thing. And then I think the the third is just rolling it out in phases, just like any just like with software development, right? You want to roll it out, te- the first one, test it, see how it's working well. Uh is is your team and, and I think that's another thing that you know i will add into there is the training and support, right? A lot of people or a lot of organizations will Adopt a tool, but their their the users are not trained properly to use those tools, right?
0: Give us your prediction where SMBs will be two to three years out with AI, uh, and particularly, you know, what you think the impact will be on profits and cash flow.
1: Yeah, I think as I mentioned, right, we're getting two hundred new tools weekly, and large large language models are being released almost on a biweekly basis, right? So two to three years will. You know, maybe Skynet will take over and we see robots walking down the street. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I, I was just at a small, uh, re- restaurant in downtown where you would never expect uh, those, uh, waiter robots, but one just roll on by. So it's already happening a lot faster than we're expecting. But I think in two to three years, we're going to start to see, um, a, a ton of more tools and there are going to be more, uh, use cases around it. So like medical healthcare. Is is one of the big focus. Um, climate change is another, um, uh, and so that can be scaled down to the smaller companies to be able to to utilize uh, all of these new tools and just the way or how quickly AI tools are coming out into market. I think it. I'm cautious to say you know we're going to get all kinds of you know great tools and, and whatnot, but I, I think we will. It's just what's the level. Of penetration that we're going to have, um, I don't, know, you know, the, the internet, for example, right? When it, it first came out, I mean, a lot of uh, the executives, like um, Justin Huang from Nvidia, is referencing the AI uh, adoption to when the internet was created back in like ninety in the nineties, and so we're going to see a, a lot more use cases. We're going to see a lot more tools, and we're going to start to, you know, and and that democratizing AI at SMB level, I think we're going to start to see it across uh, the board from to all types of business functions, whether it's customer service, most likely to sales, to, uh, you know, back uh, back office uh, operations and all.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it, it, I mean, it does sound promising and there's, there's a lot going on. So um, companies should, SMBs in particular, should be able to extract value out of this. Um, and, you know, it doesn't in my opinion, it doesn't need to be a long term return either uh, with this many tools coming out and, um, you know, the growth curve ha- happening so quickly. It feels like, uh, you know, these tools should be accretive to the bottom line fairly quickly after implementing them. So uh, that, that's pretty neat. Tommy, I want to thank you, sir, for sharing your insights and passion about AI today and SMBs in particular.
1: Yeah, it was my pleasure. Oh, I just want to add one more thing. Like, nice. um, low code and no code platforms are going to be the new it is the new thing now. So that will significantly um, shorten the adoption curve as well as we started to see, you know, how small businesses can actually take advantage of that to build out their own AI assistant without having to hire an expensive uh, development firm or, or developers as well. If you know, they have that type of technical capabilities or, or, you know, that's another. I'll throw that out there just to get into the universe to, you know, again, to my whole democratizing AI for the <laughs> no, that's everyday excellent. business.
0: That's excellent. So that we're not all, you know, ha- having to fight over the same uh, software engineers, uh, you-, you know, ad nauseum like like we have for decades now. Oh, that's excellent. All right. Good point about low code and no code. Okay. Uh, To our listeners, I appreciate your support. Um, And I do want to mention, as some of you already know, I do occasionally accept short consulting assignments and all revenues are donated to charities. See the link in the episode notes if you're interested in learning more. And remember everyone, there's a ton of value out there waiting to be created. So sharpen your pencils and we will see you soon. Thank you.